Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast. I'm your host, Steph, here with Pastor Adam. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. We're on episode 146, and this is number two in our series, The Art of Being Unordinary. Yeah, so we just kicked off a new one. If you want to check out sort of a synopsis of what we're doing, you can look at last week's episode 145. But uh, bottom line is, is that we've been called to extraordinary lives in Jesus, not not regular old ordinary ones. And so to actually begin to live an extraordinary life like Jesus has called us to, you've got you've got to have a, you've got to start with there has to be an art in your life to doing things in an unordinary way. Um, and so basically the, where, this, where this whole series started from was over the last few years, I've kind of come to a realization that I've spent way too much time just surviving, just you know get up, go to work, but for me that's that's ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, finish, go home cook dinner, get the kids straight, go to bed, get up, do it all over again, right? Like that vicious cycle. And I and we talked about on this last episode that that everybody at some point in their life, multiple times in their life, feels like there's got to be more than this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've just spent too much time just surviving, just kind of getting through. And I don't think the more and more that I read of Scripture, the more I pay attention to Jesus, his promises to our life, I don't think that as Christians we are called to just walk around this life and survive it. And so um, we talked last week through some significant scripture on what it really means to um, be ordinary, right, which is all about us being conformed to the patterns of this world and how what we're really called to be is unordinary. We're called to be extraordinary. So there's a step. There's these steps between ordinary, regular old life. There's got to be more than this. And then extraordinary life in the gospel. There's these steps in between that we'll call like the art of being unordinary. So you've got to go from ordinary to unordinary to extraordinary. That makes any sense, right? And yes. so the, the thought is, is, that, is that there's got to be a decision that I'm not here for just some ordinary life. I'm here for extraordinary things in the gospel. You see this constantly as Jesus talks through it and promises it, um, that we will do greater things than he did. Like, we'll be a part of these things, right? And and to, to, for that to happen, you got to do some unordinary things. you got to start with some very small, unordinary things that you hear talked about in the church world all the time. But I think we lose the significance of we, when we take these steps, it sets us up for an extraordinary life, just in these really small little things. And so um, we're going to give you some some easy ones, some simple ones. They all center around the concept of first. So today we're going to talk through um, the first of our day, right? So instead of, instead of um, you know, the, the beginning of the day is important. That's yeah, what I'm trying to it say, totally right? is. And there's a tone that is set from the beginning of the day. Um, and when we decide that we're going to make God first in these things, then he starts to order our steps in a way that lead us to being part of extraordinary stuff, um, even in the mundane, regular old pieces of life, right? And so to kind of kick this off, we got to do some things that are unordinary and and not not average, not normal. And it's not some crazy step, right? It's pretty simple, by the way. Um, so we're going to start off with that, and then we'll lead into um, next week we'll talk about first of the week, then we'll talk about first of the month, we'll talk about first of the year, right? So it's this concept of first. And so if you want to 
Um, and I'm I don't I'm not sure that I'm explaining this exactly right, but that's okay. That's that's just how we do our podcast. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, if if you if you are wanting to go, you know what? I agree that I can't just survive in this life. Then the key to that is doing some very easy, simple, unordinary things. That, by the way, most Christians are not doing. Um, That's right. Most are not doing these things. Um, and so if you just kind of start there, I think it starts to, to take away the, I'm just surviving, getting through this life. And instead, no, no, there are purposes, there are plans. I get to be a part of God's massive restorative process going on in this world. And I set all that up by the things that I do first, these simple unordinary things in our life and they change up they change the game they change them completely doesn't mean that it's going to make your life you know super amazing and awesome you're going to have everything you want nothing's going to be hard of course that's not the case because we follow a savior that well that wasn't his life you know what i mean so that's not going to be ours but i do think it sets you up to see the bigger picture of god's hand in this world and utilize us in that process and in that in in that plan, you know what I mean. Which yes. is which is where the extraordinary comes from. The extraordinary comes from not you know you've got everything you want in your life and you visit all these places and you go travel here and you eat the best food and everything's just wonderful. That's not the extraordinary. The extraordinary is found in us being involved in the plans that God has in this world and us being able to be be able to be a part of them to see them you know to to see them walked out and to see the restorative process happening. And I think that when we declare um, you know what? I was made for more than just living through this life, right? Um, I have work to do in this world. This world is temporary, so come what may, I got some. I got some serious things that I'm called to do in this world, and I'm going to push through and do them. And mm-hmm. and the way that we get there is by just how we start things, how we begin them, and we do them in in an unordinary way. That's the idea. So as we jump into today's, um, l- let's just kind of set a tone. We tend to cram. Uh, God in our lives, we tend to cram God into an hour and a half on Sunday morning. Like if you looked at most Christ followers' lives, and I will be honest, Steph can be honest, that there's been plenty of times in my life where this was me, even in the past, even in the ministry. We tend to cram God into one and a half hours on a Sunday morning, like that, that when we read our Bible is when the pastor starts working through some preaching message and we crack open our Bible or our Bible app or we read them on the screens. And that's it. The times that we pray during the week end up being, um, you know, when we corporately pray at church and maybe over some meals, but that's kind of it, right? The times where we are worshiping, um, where we are giving, where we are tithing, where we are praising, like all those kind of things, they tend to be for one and a half hours at church on Sunday morning. The times where we're fellowshipping with other believers tends to be before and after the service on a Sunday morning. So maybe you can throw in lunch after church, right, where you go to lunch when you fellowship with some people. But And that ends up being it. We end up cramming God into an hour and a half on Sunday. Um, or we can say it this way. We end up focusing on God one day of the week, Sunday, and that's it. Um, but God wants to be the Lord of our lives at all times, you know, not just for an hour and a half on a Sunday. See, the lordship of Jesus um, in your life is not clearly seen by what you do on a Sunday. It's clearly seen in the rest of your week. That's where the lordship of Jesus is really seen. That's true. Um, not not Sunday. So in other words, the lordship of Jesus is seen in the other 24 hours in the other six days of the week. 
not on Sunday. And while there are people who go to church on Sunday, whether or not Jesus is their Lord is not really determined on the fact that they went to church on Sunday. It's really determined by Jesus's lordship the rest of the week. Um, in other words, daily, right? Not just, well, I go to church, therefore I'm a Christian, right? And, um, and we've, we've had in our culture a long, long time of you're a Christian because you go to church on Sunday, right? No, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christ follower. Jesus is the Lord of my life. He's the Lord of my day. He's the Lord of my week. And so because he's the Lord of my week, I do corporately gather with the church. But the, if you want to see the lordship of Jesus in your life, look at the rest of the week. Look at all the other times. Take every other day. Take your Monday, your Tuesday, your Wednesday, your Thursday, your Friday, your Saturday. Look at that and see how you can tell the lordship of Jesus there, right? Is he ruling and reigning your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Um, or is he just ruling and reigning your Sunday? And you'll really see that. And so it's a real indication of um, how serious you take your faith. It's also an indication of whether you're a Christ follower or not, Um you know what I mean? Does that make yeah, sense? It's it kind of harsh to say that, but it's yeah. but it's just the truth. Um, and so what I want to talk about today is a very, very simple principle you've heard a million times that helps us get out of the way and for God to be number one 24-7 every single day, not just one day of the week for an hour and a half. It's an extremely simple principle. You've heard it a million times. Um, as a matter of fact, most guidance that you'll receive from anybody in the Christian faith, if you were to go ask for guidance, is they're going to talk to you about um, this simple principle, this simple little step of being unordinary, which is basically what do you do the first of your day, right? That's that's key. It's crucial. Um, so we're going to get to that. So because here's the big idea: when you put God first, Jesus declares, "You put you last." Which in God economics, in Jesus economics, somehow or another makes you first. It's absolutely incredible, actually, right? So, mm-hmm. so when we decide that we're going to put God first in everything, and that's the goal here. The way you live an extraordinary life is you do this unordinary step of God comes first in everything. That's right? right. God comes first in everything. Because when you put God first in everything, you're putting you last, which in Jesus economics then makes you first. Right? Yeah, isn't like, that neat? Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? The last shall be first, the first shall be yeah. last. Like you you I mean, it's just incredible. And you obviously you 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 wouldn't do these things just so you could be first. But what I'm saying is is that God has this way of honoring us when we put him first and and ordering our steps in a way that leads to us having an extraordinary life. I don't mean an easy life, right? The Christian life is not an easy life. Please don't get this confused, mm-hmm. right? It is incredibly difficult because the Christian life is you are constantly dying to yourself. That is the whole point. But what Jesus is pointing out is that if you die to yourself, you receive so much more, right? So it's this That's idea, true. this concept of it's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. I declare with my life that it's about God. And then somehow another God then takes that and uses it to enable you to walk through this life and be an extraordinary part of his plan and purpose and restorative process, which is pretty cool, right? But it comes mm-hmm. with you letting go of those things. Um, and so we're going to talk through one piece of that, which is, I think, the best starting point. 
which is what do you do with the first of your day, right? Um, that's an unordinary thing that you need to do that'll lead to extraordinary life in Jesus. And I'm I'm figuring these things out. I've been I've failed at this often all my whole life, and so let's Me get too. all let's let's all get on the same page. So it's a new year, right? Mm-hmm. I have no idea when this podcast comes out, when it actually comes out, but I think it comes out in. First of February, like two weeks into February or yeah. something like that, right? So right now while we're recording it, it's still January. So it's January of 2024. So if you end up listening to this podcast when it comes out, you know what we're talking about. But if you end up listening to this podcast three years later, right now is a new year, okay? And so stop for a minute and think, what was your 2023 year like spiritually? What type of spiritual year has it been for you in 2023? So don't think through, well, I got married in 2023. Like Stephanie got married in 2023. That was the first right? thought I actually like, had. <laughs> I changed jobs. We had a kid. You know, there was all this, there were surgeries. There were all these things. That were like, like, you know, that's fine to, to think through life like that. But what type of year was last year spiritually for you? I'm going to give you a couple categories that will help you sort of figure it out. Was it spiritually apathetic? Um, meaning... It just had a really I don't care spiritually kind of piece to it, right? Apathetic, mm-hmm. meaning like, I don't really know. It really wasn't a focus. It really wasn't that big a deal. It was just like whatever, right? Like yeah. it was just kind of spiritually whatever. Um, was that how your year was? There's a lot of people who, if you answer this question honestly, that's what it's, that's going to be your answer. Is it had a, I don't know. It really wasn't a focus. It really, I really pay attention to it. I just kind of got through the day, got through the day, got through the day, mm-hmm. right? And so if you just get through the day, get through the day, get through the day, what you have is you have a spiritually apathetic year. You have time that you're not, you just don't really care. It's just not really a focus, right? It's not, and it doesn't mean that you're doing it intentionally. It just kind of happens that way. I have mm-hmm. had years like at, in in the ministry, which is why I really like doing this podcast because I can be honest. As a pastor, I have had years like this. Where I could tell you that spiritually, that, um, you know, that this particular year, not spiritually, but like this particular year, uh, church-wise, was great. We did all these things. We hit all these marks. We were growing. We were moving. With my family, it was great. We were doing all these things, right? And then I could say, but really, spiritually that year, I was just apathetic. It was just like personal faith, my personal journey with Jesus, kind of like whatever, right? Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? I totally know. I've, I've had, had years, years like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, maybe you can't qualify that as you've had years like that, but if you've had multiple months like that, um, then you know what we're talking about. And if you've totally. had multiple months like that in 2023, then you could probably classify 2023 as a spiritually apathetic year. Um, all right, so maybe it wasn't apathetic. Maybe it was the next one. Maybe it was spiritually inconsistent. Mm-hmm. It was just inconsistent. Um, like... What do we mean when we say inconsistent? Well, it was hot and cold, right? Yeah. It, you were on. You were on for Jesus, then you were off for Jesus. You were paying attention one moment, then not paying attention the next, and you didn't really have a clear direction on. You know, this year I'm going to focus in on this part of my faith. I'm going to. I'm going to grow here. I'm going to pay. You know what I mean? Like totally, it just was yeah. inconsistent. So you'd be hot one minute and then you'd be cold the next, right? You'd roll into church on a Sunday. You would be convicted by the Holy Spirit through a preaching of a message or a series. And so all of a sudden you'd start reading the word, you start praying, you start thinking about the lost people around you. And then all of a sudden you'd get lost in your own life and you'd forget all about it again. And then the next thing you know, it comes up, right? So it's just spiritually inconsistent. So we got spiritually apathetic, spiritually inconsistent. Um, I think for a lot of people, and I've, I've been pastoring for a long time, 
I think for a lot of us, if we look back over 2023, we'd end up with those one of those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one would be like the only good one in it, which would be spiritually consumed. Um, that means that you were laser focused on – doesn't mean you are perfect. It just means you were consumed with what I want in 2023 is God. I want God. I want Jesus. I want more of him. I want to be more like him. And so you're consumed with that process of seeing him in all things, hearing him in all things, obeying him in all things. Doesn't mean you're not going to screw up, but that was your focus. I bet most of you listening, you're going to fall into the spiritually apathetic or spiritually inconsistent category more than you are the spiritually consumed category. And so just think for a minute, like, what was your 2023 like? Um, What was it like? If it was in those first two categories, then we got to do something different. Um, and it's going to take an unordinary step to do that, is what I'm trying to point out, right? Yeah. There's an art to being unordinary. There are these simple, godly, basic principles that we begin to do like an art in our lives. Like we begin to, it's not just something we do, it's not just a task we accomplish, mm-hmm. it is this art to making God first um, that sets us up to experience all the extraordinariness of life instead of just the day-in, day-out survival. Um, Yeah, and I think a lot of people right now, and honestly, since, you know, the pandemic, people um, are focused on their routines and, like, how can they set their day up for a win? Yep. That's kind of where this is going. Absolutely. But it's different. It's exactly where it's going. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's – about us getting out of the way and making God first. That's right. right. Um, Because I'm all about routines. I think routines help us in a tremendous way. But if the routine is all for you to personally be better and benefit from, if that's the core reason, it won't hold up long term. Right? Right. If the core reason is I want to honor God, then what we have is, is we have a humility approach which we know then that we know then that the spirit then empowers us, that God emboldens us when we're humble. Mm-hmm. But if we have a prideful approach to, you know what I mean? Like I want to, this is my year to lose weight because I want to look good. There is a prideful thing there that the Bible says is that we're, he opposes us, right? That's but right. when we're humble yeah. in it, you know, I want to, it's like, like I'm in the middle of this right now. I'm in the middle of on the last year. So in 2023, I had to get really serious about my health. Mm-hmm. because I was going to have a heart attack or a stroke. Um, so I had to get serious. And so the reasoning behind me doing this was I felt like I finally gotten convicted by God, not by what I look like or not by – I got convicted by God of I haven't been honoring him with what I eat and how I manage my health, mm-hmm. Right. So now I'm trying to manage my health with God in mind. I don't care whether I end up – because I'm down – I've lost a lot of weight. I don't care what I look like when I look in the mirror, right? What I really want to do is I really want to be able to lay my head on the pillow and go, God, I honored you with my health. I tried to eat appropriately. I'm in this for the long haul, right? I want to be – whatever you got planned for me, whatever you got planned for me, I want to be here for this. Yeah. Um, And I think that God is honoring that because it's a humility approach instead of a – prideful approach. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, and and look, look, like, here's the thing. You have to be mindful of these things because we have an enemy who is desperately trying to keep us from our most important task in life. 
Uh, your most important task in life is not raising your children. Your most important task in life is not being a godly husband or wife. Your most important task in life as a Christ follower is putting God first in everything. That is your most important task. That's right. right. That is it. And we have an enemy who is trying his best to keep us from putting God first in everything. That's what he's trying to do. And so there's an opposition yeah. there, right? There's an opposition <laughs> yeah. there. And you'll fi- if, you'll, if you'll just pull back from it and go, let me see if I can see this happen. You'll notice it. You can, you can actually visibly see it if you pull back, right? If you get out of the mundane doldrums of life, right, you can pull back and you can go, I, I can see how the enemy's trying to get me to, to not put him first in everything, right? Totally. I can see how the enemy's trying to get me to make this whole thing about me all the time, right? Um, so he's trying to do that. So the whole, the whole point of our life is, is we've got to put first things first. And first things first is God is first. That is the key to walking in the extraordinary life that God's called you. And there's an art to this thing. There's an art to doing it unordinary, doing unordinary things. It's an art um, to make to setting your life up to where you're putting God first in everything. It's actually a very simple system. So um, read, uh, read Matthew 6.33. This is from Jesus. And if you are somebody who suffers with anxiety, you are not you are very familiar with Matthew chapter 6. Because Matthew chapter 6 is the quintessential anxiety chapter in the whole Bible. And Jesus is going off on so many things in Matthew chapter 6. Like he is speaking to us worrying about what we wear, worrying about what we eat, worrying about all these daily life things. Worrying about the next day. Right, right. How how many of you can add to your life by worrying, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's hitting everything. Worried about, like you said, worried about the next day. Worrying about the future too far out, right? Being too held on to your past and your past issues. Like, not being in the moment. I mean, he is hammering everything having to do with anxiety. And he's telling us about how the birds are taken care of. The flowers are taken care of, right? That they don't have to worry about these things. Because God loves them, sees them, provides for it. And then he says the same thing about us. And look what he says in Matthew 6, 33. This is this principle. This is the most important task you and I have in life. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Yeah, so he's like, you seek God first, and all these other things that you're worried about, earthly terms, will be will be given to you. Your mm-hmm. Father loves you. In other words, <clears throat> we were preaching through this recently. <clears throat> Excuse me. We were preaching through this, and it wasn't the same topic, but we were talking through, we were preaching through Solomon's wisdom. Yeah. And what you see happening is, is it's the same principle here, is that if you will seek God first, he will add these other things that we tend to worry about. He'll take care of them, right? Doesn't mean that you're going to win the lottery tomorrow if you seek God first, right? Yeah. Doesn't mean you're going to have everything that you, you know, you know, you know, a car is going to fall into your driveway. That's prosperity gospel. That's a prostitution of the gospel. But, but what you see is, is if you seek those things first, then God, God grants you those things. Like if you seek God first, then God will grant you peace and grace and joy. And He's a gravy kind of God, so He'll add some extra stuff to it too, right? Yeah. But if you seek all those things first, if you seek peace first, if you seek all those things first, you ain't gonna find them. But if you seek God first, you will find them too. That's the whole point, right? So our number one task in life, I mean, listen to what Jesus says, is seek his kingdom first. In other words, God is the most important thing in the universe. He is the center of all things. I've got to make him the center of my life. 
That's and right. so I want to put him first. And if I put him first, then all these other things fall into place. So there's this art to doing these things. And so I'll make you a guarantee. When we start walking through these, we're going to walk through the rest of these relatively fast. If you will put God first in these four things, you're not going to do it perfectly. But if you will strive to be spiritually consumed in 2024 with putting God first in the four areas we're going to talk about, I will guarantee you that 2024 will be the best year spiritually you have ever had. And your eyes will be open more to the extraordinary life that God calls you to lead, that Jesus tells you you're a part of, than just surviving the day, surviving the week, surviving the month, surviving the year, surviving the next decade. Um, It doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. doesn't mean you're going to get it 100% right. But I will guarantee you that if you try to be I'm going to be spiritually consumed with putting God first in these four areas. You will. So let's start off with the one for today, and we'll wrap up. Right? That's a lot of <laughs> that's a lot of setup for this yeah, one. Yeah, this is great. All right. So the first one you're going to do is simple. Is you're going to focus on the first of the day, right? Because mm-hmm. every single day you wake up to a new day, and so the first of every day, seek God first. You're going to seek Him first, the first of every day. Um, so how do you seek God first? In the beginning of your day, Steph, how would you do that? What are, what are a couple easy steps that you could do to seek God first on the first of the day? I mean, you could literally just say, thank you, God, for waking me up. That could be the first words out of your mouth. Absolutely, right there. And that, mm-hmm. that right there is prayer. That's communicating yeah. with God, right? So first things out of your mouth. What else could you do to start your day that would say, God, you're first? You could open up your Bible. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So the two simple ones here are you pray and you open the Word, right? That's right. You go, I want... I want God's word to be what sets up my day, right? Because we know it's alive and it's active. Mm -hmm. And I want to communicate with my father first of the day, right? Very first of the day. I want to set my day up by doing something that puts him first, and that is a very unordinary thing to do. Most Christians, even though we've heard this a million times, Mm -hmm. are not doing this with the start of our day. And that was me for the longest time. Yeah. I've, Truly. Been a, I've been a pastor. Truly. I've been a, I'm a, I have been a pastor in full-time ministry and gone months and months and months without starting my days off like this. Yeah. You know, um, just kind of fitting it in wherever I fit it in. Or lying to myself and telling myself that if I'm stunning for a sermon, that's the same thing as me putting God first. And it's not, right? It's not. Right. And, and I've done the same thing. So what does that mean, start your day off? That means do you open up your eyes and the first thing that you do is the very first thing that you do is you get your Bible out and you pray, and you can't do anything else before that. No, don't be legalistic about this. Right. Right. Don't be legalistic about this. Yes, you can go pee first, right? <laughs> yeah. You can wake up in the morning and you can go pee first, right? Um, for some of you, you've got to look at what your current, what your, what's your current schedule like in your life. What phase are you at in your life, right? That's good. So yeah. what phase are you at? If you are at the phase where um, – you have to be at work at 6.30 every single morning, right? Then you may not be able to do this right off the bat, right at the moment. If you're in a phase where you've got little kids at home or whatever, you know, you may not, you may have to give yourself a little grace. But the whole point is, is I want to start my day. So I'll give you an example. There were times in my life where I could get up, go pee. I would take a shower and get my clothes on. And then I could spend some time with the Lord first thing, right? Before anything else kicked off for the day. And I did that. And then our phase of life changed because of where our kids were. Mm -hmm. And so now where we're at is one kid drives herself to school. 
the other kid has to get dropped off by one parent at school. But sometimes that parent has to be in another place before that kid can be dropped off. So that kid has to be dropped off with uh, on a bus, right, at a different location. And then the other kid has to go to another school at a at a earlier time all the way across town. So basically it means there's three cars going in three different directions in the morning. So right now I'm taking the little one that has to go all the way across town. So I can't start my day um, at the phase that we're at with being at home and jumping into the word and prayer first thing, right? So this is how I have set this up. Um, I get up, I get her ready, we get out the door. When I drop her off at school, it's about 7.50 in the morning. From 7.50, from that moment, until 10 o'clock. So from 8 a.m. to 10 o'clock every single day. That is my time with God first thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not studying for a sermon or anything like that. And I'm not putting any meetings on there that interrupt with that. I will not change anything. It has to be like a crazy emergency for me to mess up. No, my day is starting off with my time of the Lord. Now, my schedule is set up to where I can do those things in this season. Yours might not be, right? But you got to figure out how do I start my day off with being with the Lord first thing, right? That is that is an unordinary thing to do, and there is an art to it. And the art to it is is I do this no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter what. So if I find myself in a in this certain season of life, I may have to switch up how I do it. <coughs> exactly how <laughs> excuse me, exactly how it unfolds during the day. So like. I don't know your exact routine, but you're a brand new married couple, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's no kids at the house running around yet or anything like that. Um, But you you might be able to go, okay, I'm going to wake up and Jonathan leaves the house at this time. I leave the house at this time. I'm going to carve out 30 minutes, right, of me being by myself, making God first before I leave the house, right? Or I got to get out of the house so early, so I'm going to carve out 20 extra minutes where I sit in my car before I go into my office. Or the minute I get into my office, I'm shutting everything down, and for the first 30 minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes, whatever it's got to be, I'm putting God first, right? So you don't have to get legalistic about it's got to be the very first thing you do when you open your eyes. Um, That's probably not sustainable. Yeah. Right? It's not. What you're looking for is some sort of pattern that is sustainable, that is saying, I'm putting God first in my day, every single day, every single day. Yeah. Cause, th- right. Go ahead. Because there's like things that you know that you put first in the morning that you could replace with just God. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, th- and the whole point of what you're doing here is you are, try- you are modeling your life after Jesus. Like, like how, gazillion times in Scripture, you see Jesus making this a priority, right? Time alone with the Father. Matter of fact, Steph has one example. This is, this is just one little verse, um, Mark one thirty five. Steph, read Mark one thirty five. Now, okay. you see this repeat through the Gospels like a gazillion times. Okay. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went to a solitary place where he prayed. Is what he's doing, right? First of the day. Mm-hmm. God is first. You see him do this multiple times, by the way. He gets away from everybody else and is declaring, right? It's a it's a declaration with your actions. It's not it's not declaration with your words, I'm a Christian. It's a declaration with your actions that that God is number one to me, right? Yeah. God's number one. That is an unordinary thing to do. 
that sets you up. And there's an art to this. There is an art to making this happen daily, no matter what. You're traveling, you still figure out how to do this first. I'm going to start my day off like this. I just spent some time in the Dominican Republic with our, me and Valerie went over for a trip to build a house, um, and we were working with pastors from all over the country. So we had pastors from, um, um, they might be listening to this episode, because some of them started listening while we were there, which was really cool. From Texas, from Pennsylvania, from Missouri, uh, from, there were some people there from Washington State, um, all over the place. Whoa. And I watched a couple of men. They, they didn't know I was watching them, but I watched them that every single morning before anything happened, they found a spot for themselves alone. They got out their Bible, and they were reading their Bible, and they were praying. Right? That's cool. First of the day, all the way to another country, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's outside of their routine, but there's an art to this thing. Mm-hmm. And the art is is that this is this is going to happen no matter what, and that sets us up to really be able to see the day through the lens of God doing extraordinary work in the world. And we get to be a part of it, even in our mundane day in, day out. You know what I mean? Like God's doing yeah. something big and we get to be a part of it. And so um, that's the whole thing. So so you got to make sure that you are actually reading your Bible and praying. If you are only reading your Bible in church, if you are only praying in church, that is putting it last, not first. It is of last priority to you if you are only reading your Bible when the pastor says, turn to this passage. That's the bottom line. And that's one of the biggest fears that I have as a pastor all the time is I don't want to have people that are only reading the Bible when I read it to them or when we tell them to. They're not looking at it any time of the rest of the week, right? That will All that will do is keep you in this vicious life cycle where you can't see the bigger picture in what's going on day to day. Yeah. So if you want to be, if you want to be, if you want to live this extraordinary life that Jesus has for you, then it takes some doing some unordinary things. And the first one is, is what do you do with the first of your day? Notice that we didn't put any parameters on this. We didn't say that it's got to be 10 minutes. It's got to be two hours. It's got to be 15 minutes. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Remember, God's all about the heart of this. That's right. right? He's all about the heart. It's not how you do it. It's the heart behind it. And so if you have a heart of, I want to seek God first, you'll carve out a little bit of time, whatever that looks like. And it doesn't have to be the minute you open your eyes. It just has to be towards the first of the day where you are saying, you know, my heart is I want God more than I want anything. And then he will. You put him first. That means you're putting you last. And somehow or another, you end up being first again. It's pretty amazing, actually. Mm-hmm. So there's an art to it. So, so we're starting off here. We'll wrap this episode up. But first of the day. Seek God. Seek Him the first of the day, right? That is a unordinary step that most Christians don't do. No matter what they tell you, they typically don't. And the enemy likes to tell you that everybody's doing stuff like this. It's just you. You're the one that's not doing it. You're not capable of Preach it. Not it. true at all. Not true at all. The vast majority true. of people are struggling with this step because this is a key moment. This is a, in the psychology world, this is called a keystone habit. Mm-hmm. We have these keystone habits that we do, and they are habits that set up the rest of our day, right? So yeah. the, the the keystone habit of eating a good breakfast, right, sets you up for the rest of your day. These main key, like if you do these, if these habits happen first, they set up things differently, right? Like waking up at the same time every day 
is a keystone habit that changes I'm how still working you, on that. right? Me too. It changes how you manage your day, right? What you eat, eating something healthy. First off, it's these keystone habits that set up the rest of the day. This mm-hmm. is a, this is one, this is a big one in our faith walk, a huge one, getting in the word, praying, seeking God, seek God first, the first of the day. That's where we start. All right. So Anyway, that's all I got. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> that's all I got. Anyway, that like I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know if any of this makes any sense. I'm just saying that that there is an art to being unordinary. Here's the first step. First of the day, what are you going to do? What are you going to do the first of the day? Seek God. Seek God first. And if you have to, you can pee. Yes, you can pee. You can definitely pee. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for sharing that, Pastor Adam. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm trying, and once again, I'm giving you stuff that I'm hardcore working on this is coming out of i am too this is coming out of of like literally a couple of years worth of desperation of going i can't keep doing life like there's got to be more to life than this and what i'm finding is is that oh there is in the christian life but you're only gonna see it if you put him first that's right if you put him first he's gonna add a whole lot more to you which is what jesus says and i i take jesus as what he i take him at his word that's right? right. So if Jesus says, seek me first and all these things can be added to you, then I want to seek him first. You know what I mean? Amen. So that's where we're going. All right. Well, thank right. you so much. We'll talk to you next all time. Right, bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.